Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space and uh, try to see if there are things in their journey and what they're doing that we could translate into our own lives. So we talk to we talk to athletes, we talk to CEOs, entrepreneurs, um, scientists, authors, just people doing really cool things that, um, that we can take some things away from. I know we have one of those today. Um, really exciting conversation coming up. Just before we jump into that, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that one of our supporters is Epitome Sportswear. Um, And when you say sportswear, they are a little bit different in that they try to really focus on not just kind of the the high performance sports piece. It's also all things around um, just living a a full life. Um, So there's stuff in there just to make sure that, um, you know, you can uh, go out and and be comfortable on a walk or a hike, but uh, it might also be sitting in a cold arena in the middle of winter watching your kids play. Um, So just uh, definitely take a look at them because the other thing that, that we really like is that they give back to the communities they serve. They are working to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport. Um, and for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sport. So um, definitely check them out. It's epitome, E-P-I-T-O-M-E, sportswear.com, or just go to our uh, Instagram profile and you can go through the bio there and there's a link and, uh, and also listeners get a uh, 20% discount code there too. So feel free to jump in there and, and take advantage of that. Um, so we have uh, two guests today. Um, we'll kind of jump in. Uh, Haley Fanning is a, a full-time firefighter and paramedic and is also a personal trainer, performance nutrition coach, uh, and founder of Unstressed Athletics. But also, well, maybe just I'll, I'll also mention that uh, Haley played AFL for the, the uh, Canadian Midnight Suns in Australia and specializes in sports-specific training and athletic performance. And she's now competing and also putting together events for powerlifting. And then River Beattie uh, is a trainer who draws on uh, his extensive hockey background. Um, he played for the Kootenai Ice in the Western Hockey League. Um, his fire physical training and, and knowledge of strength training to do his work. He uh, too is a full-time firefighter and medic and also a personal trainer and uh, performance nutrition coach. Um, and they work together on unstressed athletics. So um, so lots of really cool things that I know we're going to be able to talk about today. So maybe we'll, we'll start, um, you know, River, uh, you know, you guys have put together unstressed athletics, but I know that that's kind of the culmination of a lot of things by the time you get there. So um, why don't you walk us back a little bit through your journey to, to get to the point where you are, where you have your this kind of new business that you have as well. Absolutely. So I guess I'll just kind of start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, when uh, Haley and I first met, we were both kind of unofficially training individual partners on our own, uh, doing our own thing. Uh, providing the advice we can to our friends and family and stuff like that. Um, We kind of got a love for training together and stuff. And that became just our thing as we're always in the gym together and and pushing ourselves to make each other better. And I came to a point where like, let's go legit with this. Let's move on. So 
uh, yeah, we got certified in our personal training. We went on and took our performance nutrition coaching. Uh, we continually take courses on athletic performance and, and strength training and, and all that stuff. So we kind of just went forward with that. Uh, so we came up with the name Unstressed Athletics, uh, basically just the name behind the, or the principle behind the name just being that there's a lot of uh, misconception and like overcomplication within the industry. And we just wanted to come in with a, a generic platform and just be like, you know, this is our baseline. This is how everyone should operate. And then we go over and above and into our different athletes and stuff as to what they need. So um, that's kind of a bit about us in our business. Um, we've since grown. Uh, we do a lot of online clients. We do a lot of in-house personal training here in Edmonton out of Evolve Strength. And then uh, we do... Yeah, we're hosting our first event this Sunday, our first powerlifting meet. So that'll be fun to host that. Uh, we sold that out in five days. So that was a huge accomplishment. Ah, for that's great. Yeah. And we just, uh, we just launched all our apparel online as well. Uh, so that was a big thing for us as well as kind of just creating our brand and, and what we stand behind and stuff. So yeah, yeah busy to say the least, but, but moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I do like the concept of the name and everything too, because, um, you know, maybe that's, that's one thing to talk about a little bit is that, um, um, you know, you've, you've both been in kind of high performance athletics before and, and probably have seen things as you've come through, um, you know, maybe, you know, Haley, what did you, what did you want to change? What kind of difference did you want in your business? Cause there are a lot of businesses that do similar things. Um, but I like that idea that, you know, you're trying to kind of ratchet it back a little bit and make it as simple as possible, but, but tell us about that. Yeah. So basically within the industry, there's tons of overcomplication. And I find, especially just for the general population with nutrition, especially it's like, and with Insta with like Instagram stuff, right. There's who can make mostly the weirdest workout you could possibly find. Right. That's, what's going to go viral. And with nutrition, it's like a lot of gimmicky stuff. Like what's the easiest thing that you could do? Like if I take this pill, I'm going to get skinnier or whatever your goals are, that kind of thing. So we just wanted to kind of make it a little bit less complicated. And especially when you're looking at like EMS and like night shifts and everything like that, you don't have a ton of time to, you know, be fooling around with, you know, taking like a P test or a blood test or doing all this crazy things that a lot of people are doing. Um, You want to make it the easiest possible because otherwise you're not going to be able to do it. And that's, I think that relates a lot to a lot of people, not only in night shift, but in the general population as well, where people's biggest problem with not being able to get into the gym and accomplish their goals or anything like that is actually the amount of time that they have. So why not make it easier for yourself rather than harder for yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and you mentioned there that um, you mentioned night shifts and and you're both first responders. So it means that you're, you're doing that as well as what you're doing here. Um, But one of the things that, especially for those types of jobs, there are a lot of kind of odd shifts and night shifts or long shifts and things like that. Um, are, are there things very specifically that you learned, you know, just from your own experience that you're translating into how you put together programs for people as well? Definitely. Um, I mean, sleep is a huge one. We, we've looked really extensively at like how sleep is affected through like your circadian rhythms and all the hormones that play with that. Mm-hmm. Hunger is a huge one because you have your two hormones like ghrelin and leptin, and those are all out of whack when your circadian rhythms are off and your sleep are messed up. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to make things a little bit easier on yourself um, in terms of sleep and in terms of your hunger levels and your nutrition. Um, if you want to go through a couple of them, we have like tons of different ones. Um, the main one we like to focus on is tracking, yeah. um, making sure you're tracking all of your nutrition. The other thing that I always do is where is your rest days going to be planning that ahead of time? Because I know for a fact, when I work my night shifts, 
I'm not going to be wanting to work out after working from 6 p.m. till 6 or 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm not going to get off of that shift and be like, yeah, let's go work out. I'm going to be getting off that shift and being like, okay, everybody probably should be away from me right now because I'm seriously (laughs) grumpy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's those kind of things where you're going through and you're looking at your schedule and you know what, last week I missed a workout every Sunday. Well, don't schedule a workout for every Sunday because you're not going to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's, uh, you know, that's the one thing that I think people start to pick up on is a little bit of the, um, uh, how do you take your kind of whole life um, into that? I mean, you know, River, if if you played high level hockey, you probably also were spending a lot of time training during that time. And, and that's really your entire focus. But once you also get into a space where you're doing, um, you know, you, ha- you have a life, you have, you know, whether it's it's wanting to just do things socially, plus your job, plus other things that you decide to do. Um, how much of what you like did it has that changed something in you like how do you approach it when how do you juggle everything even personally when you've got all of these things going on yeah it just at the end of the day it just comes down to making your priorities clear right and I mean training's always been a top priority for us and we try and stress the importance of it for all our athletes and you know all our clients as well um so if that's in a you know if that's something that's important to them uh, they're gonna make the time to be able to do it and it's gonna be high on their list to you know prepare for it right and part of it comes down to having the proper nutrition for it making sure you're sleeping appropriately timing your workouts appropriately for when you have the energy for it and then scheduling them and planning ahead to set yourself up for that success yeah like being being able to i guess align your schedule as much as possible is probably one of the bigger things now too so um so one of the things that that i noticed um is that your your company looks at um, both performance and um, team unity and kind of chemistry and the importance of that. And why don't you talk about that a little bit? I guess the importance, but also how do you, how do, you do that? How do you kind of, how do you train around that a little bit? For sure. Um, well, there's a lot of different factors that kind of influence us with that, like working in the fire hall and stuff. It's all about being in a team. We come from team sports and that kind of thing, right? So that's kind of like always having each other's backs and And I think when you're looking at team sports, you really have to get the athletes down to looking at the bigger picture, right? It's not an individual sport where, you know, I don't know, you have a superstar that's always going out and getting all the attention. It's really, how are you helping the team out? And that also translates to our firefighter training and to directly to like where we work and everything like that. Because I know for me, I've had ambulance partners or partners where you're like, I never want to work with this person again. So yeah like to you know make it so it's we're we're sending the message of you want to be that person that everybody wants to work with you want to be that person that's coachable you want to be that person on the team that everybody wants to hang out with and wants to train with and it's a good time for everybody involved because that makes it better for everybody else right I don't know if you have anything to add yeah I guess uh, just to touch on our small group training with a lot of our athletes and stuff we like training four athletes and one coach we find that you know, the kids are able to push themselves, they're able to pair up and have that competition. Uh, the other thing we stress the importance of is education. Um, so we preach the importance of, you know, maybe the best route isn't going and playing in the Western Hockey League or, or playing college or whatever. So if you're going to go down and play college or you're going to play NCAA, right, you need to set yourself up today, right? So our 15-year-olds and stuff like that, we're coaching them today. Um, kind of the importance of the education portion to set them up for success when they go and write those tests, when they start talking to these agents and these advisors, and these schools that they know what they're talking about and they're prepared for. Yeah. Yeah. Having that kind of 
uh, that extra boost is is huge. I would assume at that age. Um, uh, so you know, you guys probably you you have to do goal setting for your clients and things like that. But I'm going to ask you about. Um, I mean, one of the things that that um, you know, I, I would wonder if it's if it's a challenge or if it's easy that the two of you are setting goals for your business and setting goals for yourselves and everything. But um, how do you do that for those people out there who are listening? Oh, that, you know, these are uh, two people that are, are kind of doing it together as partners. Um, how has that been, I guess, first of all, and how do you, how do you figure out what the goals of the business are when, when there's two of you figuring that out together? I think like, honestly, it's been very easy so far because we have a lot of the same goals, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have different strengths and weaknesses. And I think that actually pushes us to a greater level than if it was just, for example, me by myself or river by himself, like mm-hmm. he t- tackles a lot of things that I would never do. And I do a lot of things that he would never do. And so therefore our business is always moving forward one step at a time. And that's kind of the mentality that we've had the whole time is it doesn't matter like how you're moving as long as you're moving forward in some way forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are challenges. Sometimes we do have disagreements, but <laughs> for the most part, I would say it's been quite easy for my end. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just to touch on that, it's all about uh, creating the consistency and the momentum too. So that's for our business as well is our training. It's like, we want that consistently. We want to show up every day and put in the work, but we also want to gain momentum and kind of keep the interests of ourselves and keep our interest in like enjoying what we're doing. Um, so if we're doing tasks or we're doing, you know, things associated with our business that we, you know, generally um, have a passion for, uh, we're going to be a lot more enthusiastic about it and we're going to you know, it's the same things. Our performance is going to be a lot better in those areas. So that's kind of how we manage it. Um, and yeah, we've had success with it so far. We have yeah. a lot of fun. So that's kind yeah, of, yeah. we have a high fun factor, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that and it is interesting that you, you say that whole piece about if you're passionate about what you're doing, um, you end up putting a lot more into it and, and probably, uh, you know, having better results, I, th- I think, because of that, too. So that's that's very cool that you're able to do that. Um, uh, how about um, with your athletes? Um, obviously, you um, you guys both have have good um, nutrition and performance background. Um, what do you do from uh, with them around kind of mental performance or how do you approach that, uh, you know, in, in from a you know, from, for your clients, I guess, and, and how you get them ready for events or competitions or whatever they happen to be. Yeah. Um, I think from fire and EMS, we have like a very high level of training in terms of like mental resiliency. Mm -hmm. And so we like to transfer a lot of that over because a lot of times you're rolling into high stress situations constantly, like you're driving somewhere, you don't really know where you're going. And like, all you have is a little like sentence that says this person's seizing and they're like, 20 years old. And it's like, okay, you have to be able to mentally get rid of the emotional side of it and just be able to deal with that. And I mean, most of the time when you get there, that's not actually what's happening, but you know, it's kind of a stressful situation if you're not used to it. And we like to apply that into our training aspect as well. So I think a lot of it is pulling the emotion out of what you're doing and making it very logical. The other side I would say is having goals and knowing that if you stick to this plan, you're moving in a forward direction. Yeah, absolutely. And Haley touched on it there, just like kind of the visualization portion of it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, you get the general call ideas or whatever, and you're visualizing what you're going to show up on, what you're going to roll up on, and you're playing those scenarios through your head. The same thing we do with our athletes, right? It's like, we're putting them in scenarios to adapt and react or react to it. And uh, we're kind of creating that atmosphere within their head so they can make these decisions and they can kind of correlate it appropriately into their gameplay. Um, the other thing we kind of touch on is, is peaking at the right time. 
Um, a lot of our athletes will peak in warm up. That's when they're mm-hmm. kind of going, that's when they're firing their most. They're excited to get on the ice. They're excited yeah. to get their warm ups. That's when they're going and a lot of their energy is spent there. Uh, so we talk a lot about just like peaking, you know, when the puck drops or peaking when the start of the game is actually happening. And that's the same for our powerlifting, right? It's like, we don't want to be peaking when we show up there and get all the nerves and emotions. We want to have our most energy and our most excitement and our CNS to be firing the most when we're getting up on that platform and we're going to do our first lift. Very cool. Um, when, when you have, um, you know, uh, you're, you're getting people ready for one of those events and, and you're doing the, the lead up to it. Um, how do you approach that? Do you have them do things completely differently before like that week before? I mean, there's lots of people who taper things and do all of that stuff. Um, how, what kind of approach do you have if somebody's coming before, let's say powerlifting and let's say they're getting prepared for an event next weekend. Do you do a lot different uh, things with them prior to an event than you do on their regular training? hundred percent um, in terms, not emotionally, I would say, or like mentally, I would say in terms of training wise, you're definitely giving your joints a break, your muscles a break. There's like actually a huge factor with the tapering for that because your one rep max takes a ton out of you. Um, we actually just did a meet and I can tell you like by six o'clock that night, I was like falling asleep on the ground. I was so tired and you're only doing six lifts, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say mentally though, we try and evoke the same things through our training as we do when they're going into the platform and doing their actual competition, because then it's more of like a habit for them. Right. So they're yeah. able to do the same things and have the same consistency on the platform in their event, as well as in their training. Yeah. So Absolutely. They're- their prep for that event is like their mindset and their routines are the same. It's just how you, how you actually structure some of the other things changes. For sure. Yeah. I don't think it's a surprise that uh, like, it's going to be a huge stress on the body and you're preparing yourself for that. And uh, yeah, I think just preparing for it appropriately by giving yourself the time to recover and rest and make sure you're going in there at hundred percent. You're not going in there with, you know, maybe ligaments or muscles that are torn and and you're not going to be able to perform your best or you're just going to cause more damage. So making sure that, yeah. You're going in there ready to perform. And powerlifting is a weight event too, right? So there's right. a lot of aspects depending on where they are on the weight scale. Like yeah. if you have to cut for the event or whatever, right. there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Mm-hmm. I know personally, I ate a box of donuts after. <laughs> <laughs> Try to bring it back a little bit just after. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of, one of the things you mentioned there was kind of the, the resiliency part from a mental standpoint, but maybe... Yeah. um. You know, I know I ask this of a number of people when I go through, but do you think, um, do, so is, is resiliency, can you teach resiliency? Is it something that um, kind of is an in, innate thing in some people? Um, what are your thoughts around that? You're, you're going to ask us nature versus nurture here? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I think, I think both, honestly. Um, yeah. I do think that if people are presented with stressful situations repeatedly, that um, there are ways obviously that you can cope with it. Like physiologically, you can do box breathing. You can do certain things that uh, change your physiological response response to be able to deal with the stress that's there. Um, I think there are some people that are naturally more resilient than other people, but it's all about mindset, right? So again, it's that visualization. Um, I am going to be able to do this lift. I am going to get that goal. I am going to be doing things in a more positive way. You're thinking about that all the time. Um, there's a whole bunch of different uh, factors with, with sports psychology where they're looking at how can we reframe this athlete's mindset so that hardship is actually a positive for them. 
Um, I was talking to um, one of my dad's friends is actually a sports psychologist for the UFC swimmers team. And he looks at um, the amygdala, which is a small part of your brain that looks at emotional response and everything like that. And before the swimmers actually do the event, he's able to tell whether or not they will do well in the event or not just by scanning that one small part of the brain. So obviously it's something that you can, you can change. And if you can change that mindset, I think that's a huge thing. I don't know about, I know River has a lot of experience with his hockey stuff, but yeah, Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, yeah, a lot of it is, you know, kind of where you're set up to be from the start, but a lot of it is, you know, coaching and adapting and learning. And actually, I think if you have the commitment and you like kind of have the desire and and understanding the wantingness to change and to get better and stuff, then you're going to put the time in to be able to do so. Well, and it's, uh, I, I think a lot of people say that, that it, there is a, there's a, a big learning component. And I think a lot of people who do it well, um, literally le- learn about it all the time and are reading everything they can just to get that extra little edge as to how to control some of those things. So it's, uh, it is interesting. Um, uh, so, you know, how about main goals for you guys? I mean, you know, you've got um, lots of things on the go that we talked about that a little bit, but um, um, you know, what, what kind of things do you see you want? to be able to um, build out of this this kind of company together i guess over the next little while sure i'll touch on this so we like we sit down and we set like one year three or five year goals and those are kind of our things we we kind of break down and say oh what do we want to accomplish in the next year right and like a big one for us this year was you know just getting our self-exposure it's like who are like we want people to know about us right and then it's like okay let's get in a gym let's start training so we got that we got in a gym we can start training okay now our schedules are completely booked we can't take on any more clients we need more trainers to work for us right so then where it's like we're setting a standard that these trainers have to come on when they work for us they have to be able to fulfill that for us so that's a huge thing we were able to kind of get through as well i would say moving forward our goals are to continually to grow to take on more trainers and and you know, broaden our standards across Edmonton, but even further moving on to maybe Calgary and stuff like that. Uh, and having other trainers kind of come up to our standard and in terms of athletic performance and, you know, just what they're teaching as well. Um, I think our five-year goal, we would love to have a facility of our own that we can, uh, you know, that we can stand behind and, and, you know, have a little bit more, more control over equipment and layout and stuff like that, you know, what's appropriate and what's going to be best for our athletes as well. And, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else we can kind of say, but I think those are kind of the big ones for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and you have you have online components too. I know that you've you have some of those things which also help make uh, allow you to build, I guess, that way without uh, without having as much um, need to kind of do some of that. That's kind of a cool ad that you have as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I think we have like we always like look down, we look at our personal goals and then as well as our our business goals, of course. And I think like what River said, the pipe dream would be eventually to have like our own gym and maybe multiple gyms. We don't know. We we like to set our goals pretty high and pretty crazy. Um, That's one of the things we really like. And I think personally right now we're just working on our powerlifting. Um, We just did a meet and yeah, we're both trying to increase our numbers that way and learn more about it. And and Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Very cool. All right. Well, so one of the things that we ask everybody is, um, and I know we've, we've got bits and pieces of all of these anyway, but I, I think the one, one interesting thing, just because of your backgrounds as well, um, 
would be, you know, you talked about that whole kind of um, uh, if you're somebody who's on night shifts and things like that. And I know we have a lot of people who listen who are, um, you know, similar backgrounds to you guys, but probably also um, a lot of business people and things like that as well who are trying to figure out how do we how do we get things around, uh, whether it's a, a night shift or, or off hours like that. And um, do you have one or two things that might be good tips for people that are, are in those positions that, that might be just good things that they could do right away to help kind of deal with that from a health perspective? Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll touch on the first point that I think is the most important. Um, something called like activation energy, which is you actually having energy to be able to go do something. So like, for example, if I want to go to the gym right now, my like little activation energy would be going to get my clothes on, I have to go get my car keys, I have to make sure my dogs are let out, all of those like little extra things that make things harder. So if you're having trouble actually getting to the gym, lay out your clothes the night before so that when you get up, it's actually like, oh, they're right here. I just put them on and I go. That makes it easier for you. Anything that you can do to make your life easier, which is, again, the whole kind of motto behind our business, right, is going to actually make you do it more. And there's a whole bunch of different things in that. Like, if you're going to not if you're not going to cut up all your veggies and make a salad, just buy a bag salad. Like it's so much easier. It saves you that much more time and you'll actually eat the salad as opposed to spending just as much money on McDonald's on the way home. Right. Um, do you want to touch on maybe some sleep stuff or. Yeah, I guess just some quick things for sleep or whatever is like, um, I guess the biggest thing is our, we're very light sensitive in, in terms of our circadian rhythm and stuff. So if you're sleeping during the day, it's very important to be in a dark space, right? So limit your electronics and that blue light exposure that way. Uh, so we, our bodies have time to come down and actually secrete the melatonin and get ourselves into a, a state where we're prepared to sleep. And then uh, having blackout blinds, face masks, maybe some white noise to, you know, combat with like the traffic or like if you're downtown city, kind of those noises associated with that, just kind of set yourself up for success that way. And then I'd say the last thing again is plan your workouts, right? Like we kind of touched on it before, but know when you're not going to work out and schedule those days as not workout days. Yeah. And be honest with yourself when you're, when you're not going to. So yeah, that's, those are, those are great. Um, so if, if people are out there, they're probably listening, thinking, ah, you know, I'd like to, to find out more. Um, what are some of the best ways of following what, to what you guys are doing and, uh, uh, and a little bit about your business as well? How, did, how best do they find out that information? For sure. Um, we do have a website. So it's www.unstressedathletics.com. So that's pretty straightforward. And then our Instagram page always has some interesting things on there, just our events, or we do lots of reels with our athletes showing kind of different little tricks you can do for your agility and your performance and that kind of thing. Um, do you have any other? Yeah, our Instagram's uh, unstressed underscore athletics. Uh, you can reach out to us on email, admin at unstressedathletics.com. Uh, just search us on Google, give us a quick phone call, whatever you need. Yeah, feel free to reach cool. out. All right. Yeah. Well, and what we'll do is we'll we'll put those in the show notes as well so that that way people can kind of go directly through. If if you missed that, then make sure you do that. If you hadn't, haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now. Um, we have great guests every week, just like these guys. Um, but uh, again, you know, I know I know you're busy, not just from, uh, you know, unstressed, but also all of the other stuff that you're doing. So uh, really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us today. You gave some really good tips on, on things to do, and, and it's great to hear about your journey. So we'll be watching that for sure but uh, thanks for taking the time to both of you thank you yeah, yeah thank you've you. been an awesome host <laughs> all right well thank you and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll talk to everybody else again on big idea big moves awesome thanks for listening to the big idea big moves podcast 
Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at bigidea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.